Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello everybody and welcome back. Welcome back to this space. Welcome back. How have you all been? What have you been up to? Those are some aggressive questions that I really want to know. Think of it to yourself. Right? What have you what have you been up to? How have you been? Really check in with yourself. Because if you've been wasting time, don't waste time anymore. Don't do that. Because <laughs> you've just had a deep think and you haven't been up to much productive stuff anyway, right? Don't just get up to any odd thing. Let it be productive. And how have you been? I hope you've had a checking with yourself and you've been well, okay? Because anything but. Let's talk about it. Come on the podcast. You know me. <laughs> I won't hesitate to ask. <laughs> capitalize on some of that let's talk about it so maybe you can feel that a bit less who do i think i am listen somebody tell my sister that i'm coming after a job because i'm just out here curing people left and right mental health first aid are qualified <laughs> anyway welcome back to another week or another episode welcome back to if i didn't laugh i'd cry <laughs> Um, I've been well, I've been well, been through a little bit of a, of a number, really been on that windy road. But if you have been listening from the start, then you would know that I've been on a bit of a journey. I started this podcast, what, in June? It's now December. And I'm thinking, guys, I've got an answer for you. I've got the answer. I've been doing some soul searching, investigating about the things that I want, passions, purpose, and all those stuff. And this is the conclusion that I've come to. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I've been great. It's just me today. So I would just be talking about stuff. You know you love the chats. But I feel like this episode, <laughs> I can't even say it. I feel like this episode will be a tiny bit boring to some, controversial to others, and curious to other people, right? And snaps fingers for other people. So it could go many, many ways. <laughs> but I think in the spirit of um, if I didn't laugh, I'd cry, 
vulnerability, authenticity and all those things there. We are here and trigger warning, by the way, to anybody who absolutely hates God. Spoiler alert. I found God. I have decided to follow Jesus. That's the one. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa is to anybody who is my friend who hates hearing about God. That's where I'm at. (laughs) Whoa to strangers, right, who I meet because I'll be like, yeah, no, it's God. (laughs) Arms crossed. It's definitely God. That's who I've seen in my life. Listen, woe to anybody who comes in my pathway, in my walk of life. This is, these are the words of my tongue. You know what I mean? God, Jesus, that's where I'm at. So trigger warning, if shiver me timbers or your absolute vibrate to the sound of God or Jesus, this won't be for you any longer. This won't be for you any longer because this is how I want to be able to relate to people is, is being me in my entirety. I think I've spoken about it here and there, but Whilst I was speaking about it, there was no thought in my mind about this is the point where I would reach. I was just being candid. Um, yeah, so I've spoken. I've spoken about a little bit about um, believing in God, being raised a Christian, Seventh Day Adventist, and just maybe just bits and here and there about my f- faith. I was about to say my spirituality, but I think they're different things, to be honest with you. I always say spiritual, whatever, but I just mean it in, in what I believe. So, um, yeah, I've spoken a bit about my faith. And before I signed off, before I went on the little break, um, which was much needed, by the way, it was much needed. I actually had thoughts of maybe putting out like bonus episodes, but I decided no. I decided that I'm actually going to take a break. So it was quite nice. But before I signed off, I basically said that I don't know where this podcast is going to go. I don't know what direction, what direction, what direction to take it. Um, And I think the more I have thought about just my life and how I feel and where I'm at at the moment, it just doesn't make any, any sense for me to even like revisit my past the way I was doing it like talking you know pulling apart one friend at a time and you know drawing them out and then so I can like explain things and why I don't think it matters I I just don't care for it I don't want to do that um I think referencing it as to a memory a little flashback you know what I mean a little flashback then that kind of makes sense in that aspect but to actually pull it apart and analyze it. I just don't think that I want to do that. It felt, it was starting to feel a little bit catty as well, a little bit not for me. Um, And that's not the type of person I want to be. You know what I mean? Um, I think it's important to acknowledge how your past has shaped you, but I don't think it needs to be done in such a way. Um, What I'm passionate about right now that I want to talk about all the time is basically God. So... (laughs) current affairs but in a way of linking it or not even linking it but like just looking at the world the way it is but adding God into that mix now right okay so you know for example my mental health I've been depressed etc now when I add God into the mix and I add what comes with God i.e the devil etc etc then I look at the world a little bit differently 
Okay, I just view it a little bit differently now. Um, it's not to say that there is no mental health. It's just I view it differently to what, why mental health is even there in the first place. But then when I start talking that deeply about things like that, I start to sound mad. I start to sound a little bit crazy. <laughs> but maybe that should give you comfort in knowing that I'm not crazy. The very fact that I know I will sound crazy or I do sound crazy. But it's my truth nonetheless. It's something that... Um, is definitely close to my heart now. There is slight fear in this because um, I think a lot of people do view God as this oppressive character um, and view the Bible as this oppressive book full of rules that no one can actually achieve. Um, and it's just, oh, you know what I mean? And if God was real and if God exists, then why do bad things happen? All the questions I've asked before. So it does sound a little oppressive and God does come across a little bit oppressive or people assume God is oppressive. Um, but I don't know. I hope I can change your mind. But at the end of the day, that's not the purpose. That's not the goal. Um, my only goal is to just talk about something that I am passionate about now and something that I do love now, something that I am, um, I suppose, consuming all the time. I watch videos on it. I watch sermons. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> I listened to gospel in the car. Who knew? I was bum, bum, bumping my tunes. Bum, bum, bumping it. So you rap in. <laughs> Guns, gun fingers. Yeah? Not even missing out the swears. Only when Olivier is hearing a song that's got even that, deep that. It's mad to me that I would even sit in a car and listen to a song with Olivia in it. And, <laughs> I mean, shame me. Shame me. It's okay. Because I have done that. I'm telling you, with my own mouth, I've done that. But now when I deep it, that's really mad. And I'm saying to Olivia, don't copy. What? <laughs> Pardon, mom? <laughs> Why are we even listening to it in the first place? So those questions have started popping up in my head um, over the last several months. And this is, I've been consuming this like months, I would say weeks, uh, maybe over, I don't know how long it's been. It feels like a very long time but I know that it's not a very long time because I'm thinking why wasn't why didn't this happen sooner um that's literally a thought I have like why was was why didn't I get this sooner why have I only just reached here at 30 but I think when you're not ready to listen it never sinks in just like this the example can be used for relationships when you're not ready to listen to the red flags <laughs> You'll keep recycling that toxicity. You understand um, when you're not ready to listen to yourself and listen to the trauma that's trying to speak to you. You always repeat those behaviors. Um, so I was just, I suppose, ready to listen um, because I was desperately, desperately seeking who I was, desperately seeking what life meant, desperately seeking who God was because... I've been born in the faith, but I haven't always shared the faith like that. <laughs> Sorry, mom and dad. But I think they know. I haven't always shared the faith. I haven't always endorsed God or loved God like that. I've always looked at it sometimes. Oh, I used to look at it as my parents' faith. Then I decided that I do believe in God. But that's the decision I had made. That I do believe in God. And sometimes I have faith, but that was transactional because I wanted God to see that I had faith so he can bless me. I'm just being honest, just being candid. <laughs> so it's a little bit like, God, did you see me pray? Check. 
<laughs> blessings must be on their way. <laughs> so I've had so many disappointments from God over my life until now I've reached this point where I'm like, oh, it doesn't work like that. To believe in God is to just trust in him and have faith in him and come what may. And I used to really feel pity. And this is my, I feel a bit of pity of, for the, you know, the prayer warriors of the church, the people who spread the message that, you know, that our judgment has come and, you know, fear God and all these things. I used to feel a little bit of pity for them because where is your God? <laughs> He's meant to be coming, right? So over the years, I haven't always felt this way, but we're here. And like I was saying, I think, this is a crescendo that I didn't expect whatsoever. And I don't know if it, this is even is my crescendo, but I don't know how I can turn backwards now, knowing what I know now, feeling what I feel now. Um, I don't know if I can turn backwards and just continue the life that I was living. Um, just the things that I did the things that I said like I don't know if I can just go back and I don't know if I can speak so uh, like I don't know how to talk to to describe it I feel like some things should be with a little bit of shame <laughs> like but I don't know if I can speak so boldly about the things that I used to do because in a way to me that's endorsing it and I don't endorse any of the things that I did and I feel so embarrassed that I've even said it with chest <laughs> Some of the things that I've, I've been up to. <laughs> As if there's a gold star for who's done the most filth. <laughs> you never guess what I did when I was this age. Oh my goodness. But thank God for this moment. Because yeah, there is no shame in that anymore. It happened. No matter what I can do in this life, it happened. All I can do is move forward. Um, so yeah. Um I don't want to cause offence. I thought I should do some house rules. Yeah, I don't want to cause offence. Um, but however, I don't really seek to defend my beliefs to anybody. Um, because if you understand, then you understand. And it won't cause offence because you'll hear exactly what I'm trying to say without reading between the lines because there will be no lines to be read between. I will just be, take my word for it. Okay. And take my actions for it as well. If my actions, if I speak words and my actions don't match it, or if I do actions and my words don't match it, vice versa, then I'm just chatting. Don't even listen to anything I've got to say. But I think you will know if what I'm saying should be, shouldn't be taken as offense or whatever, based on how I behave in real life. Um, so, you know, if you've got any uh, questions, for example, right, of any of the things that I will be speaking about in the coming episodes, because I don't even know if people are going to want to come on. <laughs> I don't know if people are going to want to come on because I don't know if everybody is going to be wanting or willing to have maybe a biblical aspect applied in their lives and to give advice based off of what the Bible says or things like that. I don't know if everybody is open to that. Um, so maybe for the foreseeable, I'll be doing this episodes just by myself but if you are interested 079 me 079 me dm me email listen we'll talk about it i am very open to everybody's beliefs right i think one thing that shouldn't get misconstrued though is i 
I wouldn't want to listen to some. I don't know how to say this. <laughs> this is awkward. Basically, <laughs> um, I'm not looking to be converted and I'm not looking to convert. Okay. I hope that's clear. I believe that what I believe is the 100% truth. It's the absolute truth to me. So if you've got agendas to try and tell me why I be, why what I believe is not the absolute truth and you're going to counteract my truth with your truth, I'm not interested. That's not what this is about. But, right, if you allow me to speak my truth against you know, whatever it is that we're discussing and you can speak your truth at whatever it is, that's fine. You know what I mean? We don't have to agree, actually. We just have to respect each other. Um, When it comes to these discussions, I'm not looking to convert. <laughs> I'm not looking to convert to any other religion besides what I believe. That's the biblical truth and that's the biblical God that is described. Um, And a lot of people can have a lot to say about that. Maybe that's the controversial part I was, that I was speaking about. But that's just me being open and candid not looking to be converted and I'm not looking to convert. Okay. Okay. So let's not come with any ulterior motives or agendas because we, I would just be saying, let's open the Bible. Let's open the Bible, which is going to be very annoying to you because that's not what you believe. But if we're open, let's discuss it in, in the way which we know how, I suppose, I suppose, and also be cute and respectful. <laughs> Have I got an embarrassing if I didn't laugh I'd cry story? Goodness, that intro is long. That was a pretty long intro. I think that that is a two-parter. That, that is a two-parter. Um, an embarrassing if I didn't laugh I'd cry story. It actually happened at church last Saturday, gone. <laughs> now I'm cringing. I'm cringing. Because I think I did it twice. <laughs> anyway, so we're at church. Um, my niece was in a nativity play and, you know, she, she didn't even have any lines, but I'm so proud. Um, but anyway, the play was the nativity that was put on. It was really, really good actually. And it was just kids who did it. And there was this woman that came up to me, um, when we had sat down and she was like, oh my goodness, how are you? Oh, context. I was in Reading. So I relocated from Reading to Manchester. So last Saturday gone, the, let me just get the date, the 10th, last Saturday gone, the 10th of December, I was in Reading. So I went to my church that I used to go to when I lived in Reading. And that's why this woman approached me. So she's all like, oh, you know, I've, you know, the last time I saw Olivia, she was so young. She's so big. Sometimes I see her and she's so big now. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm all good. How are you? And then that was that. Cool. We <laughs> carried on, right? So I'm watching this play. <laughs> and there is this character who is a camel. And I, with chest, I look over to Dalio and I'm like, that boy who was playing the couple, that's their kid. The couple, the woman, was now sitting next to her husband. <laughs> With chest, I said that, that's their kid. Because in my head, they resembled each other a little bit. So, and for some reason, I, ha I had it in my mind that this couple had two kids, had two children, a boy and a girl. And the boy who was playing the couple was their, there was their son. Don't know why, but I did. <laughs> So anyway, we watch this play and I'm literally watching them through the show, throughout the show. I'm watching them because I'm like, oh my gosh, they're so proud of their kid. <laughs> Telling Dali that. I can tell the dad's proud. 
You know, the mom is proud outwardly, but the dad, I can just tell, is internally proud. Look, he's the only one taking pictures. Listen, I'm doing the most. I am, I've learned my lesson now. <laughs> but I'm, I was doing the most. So anyway, the play concludes and because she came up to me to be kind to me, I thought oh, I'm going to be kind right back to her because actually her son was so good. So I'm going to let them know. I'm going to let this couple know that their son was so good in this play. All right. So I'm like on a scale of this is me approaching them on a scale of one to ten. How proud are you? <laughs> That is so good. <laughs> the scale of one to turn up right eye. And they were like, oh, we are so proud. And the dad's like, very proud, actually. And I'm like, yeah, you're going to call him anything else. But says the character for the camel, like what the character's name was. And they're like, oh, that's not our son. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Somebody choked me out. But that's just, that's not our son. And I was like, for some reason, I had it in my mind that that was your son. So I just didn't even try to style it out. I was just honest, yeah? I thought that was your kid. So I was like, so which one was your son? And then they go, the king. <laughs> I only realized this when um, my sister and my mom kind of like, we discussed it, but then it didn't sink into me what exactly they were saying. <laughs> Until I got to Manchester, that's when it dawned on me. Oh my gosh. So I was like, oh my goodness, the king, he was very, very good. Now in my head, I'm doing mathematics because this is a black couple and the person who I thought, keyword thought, okay, I'm sorry I'm shouting in your ears if you got headphones on, but I thought that the person who played the emperor or something was the king and that kid was mixed race looking. So I was doing the mathematics. They must have adopted. That's where I, the conclusion I got to the adoption orbs. <laughs> Again, I've learned my lesson. <laughs> oh man, it's a problem I've got. Oh my days, Jesus help me. But I've learned my lesson now. I see the error in behaving that way because bro, it's assumption upon assumption. It's like, I'm just making judgments just quickly. Dun, 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 calculation done. That's not good. <laughs> That's not a good way to live. So I'm like, he was so good. You know, when he made that joke about, you know, Bracknell, that, that kind of was so funny. And they were like, oh, yeah, 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 the joke. I think in that part, they actually didn't clock that I was probably talking about the wrong kid. I was thinking about the wrong kid. Until when I was speaking to my mom and sister, it turns out that the kid that I was even thinking about to being their kid wasn't even their kid. <laughs> twice <laughs> twice i made that assumption never again you will not catch me even the child could be calling you mummy and i'll be saying so how many kids have you got where are they <laughs> just so i can confirm because <laughs> i don't want to just guess oh your baby wants you and they're like i'm not i'm not this child's mother i'm the auntie and i'm thinking ah but they called you mummy <laughs> <laughs> so learn from me guys learn from me because this one was truly embarrassment because it was my mistake raw next time i see them i know i'll literally be like that's your boy that's your boy him right there that's your boy i know him i know him <laughs> that way they don't think that i don't know them as much as they know me and olivia but oh my days oh my days ground swallow me up whole because 
twice. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. But yeah. Whew. I thought I should I need to let that go into the universe quickly because Dalu was more than excited to tell my family about it. He was shaking. He was salivating at the mouth. He was, what's it called? Frothing? Throffing? Froth? Whichever. He was doing one of those at the mouth, dying to tell them about my embarrassing moment. Absolutely shaking to tell them. Jeez. <laughs> so now I'm thinking, let me take charge of this again. Let me just put it out there. If the couple happen to be listening, because I believe that everybody listens, Every single person I know listens. Every single person I've ever met in my life listens to this. That's in my head. Okay? Listen, I'm so sorry. I know your child. I know exactly what your child was a wise man. Okay? Oh, my goodness. That's what my mom and sister told me. Listen, I don't know which one's your kid from you. I don't know. I do not know. Teach me, tell me. That's, that's it. I do not know. If you were to tell me to point out the kid in the line, I couldn't. I couldn't. I'm sorry, I couldn't. So that's the truth. That's the truth. Woo. It's out there. It's out there. Yeah. Anyway, so I think I just want to do a quick summary of how I've ended up here, cutting the long story short, but then maybe revisiting it along the way in depth. I do not know. Let's just see how long. My mouth will allow me to yappa, yappa, yappa for, yeah? I could decide to stop in 20 minutes. I could decide to stop in an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> Anything can happen. But knowing me, let's see. Ah, let's just see where it takes us. Let me not even do announcements. Let me just see where it takes me. So, I think for a very long time, I've been in a pursuit of truth, just wanting to find out the absolute truth, right? And I know that sounds a little bit toxic or unhealthy to some people, but to me, it's very much healthy, very much what I need for structure in my brain is to know what is going on, right? But what I have found is it's very much impossible to know exactly what is going on to its absolute, but that's because I'm not God, right? However, in my pursuit of truth, I think I have been in pursuit of who is Tonga? Like, who am I? What makes me tick? What, why, why am I the way that I am? Do I accept that I am the things that people describe me to be or not? And if I do accept it, but I don't find it savory or favorable to me, what am I going to do about it? And if I don't accept it, what am I going to do about it? Just little things like that. Yeah, not intense whatsoever. But that's the stuff that I've been walking around with. Every single time I would meet friends, I think I would get the anxiety after of, oh my gosh, how did I present myself? And I still get that. But I think now it's in a healthy way but before it was do you think they understand me do you think they understand who I am etc etc so there's always been a little bit of fear of being misunderstood because I think I think for the most part I've been misunderstood all my life anyway um I think I've been misunderstood by parents siblings teachers just people but I think I don't know if much of it is them actually misunderstanding me or just the way I was presenting myself. You know what I mean? Because I was not comfortable within myself and with who I am and I didn't actually communicate with them from my own words of, mm, you describe me as that, but I don't actually agree with that. 
I wonder if that's got a part to play in it. But yes, I have felt misunderstood for a long time in my life. Um, I do believe that, by the way, what I've just described has a lot to play in it because <laughs> I just I just do. <laughs> I just do before I speak on that point for another 10 minutes. <laughs> but yeah, so with that, I think has come a lot of disappointments because pff, I've just thought no one understands me, no one gets it, no one gets me, blah, blah, blah. So put a pin in that. I've also been asking the question, what is the meaning of life? So if I am going to live, right? Because I've always believed what the Bible has been or what we've been taught about taking your own life not being a good thing, right? It's not a good thing in the eyes of God. But I've always thought to myself, if that's not a good thing, then why is life so trash? Then I would think, what is the meaning of life? And um, this is the question that I suppose I've wrestled with for a long, long time because it's some questions that I was asking my parents about God himself is basically it was tied into what is the meaning of life? What's all this about? Um, and in that, I've also been in pursuit of God to understand God. Now, obviously, I wasn't naive in thinking that I would understand God from start to finish because I feel like that would make me a God myself if I was to understand God from start to finish. So I don't think it's possible to understand exactly how God came about or how God is. And I feel like he would cease to be God if we knew those things. You know what I mean? So I think it's questions that I was asking a lot of times or like, you know, if God is all knowing and all powerful, then how come he didn't basically not create the devil? And why is this all happening? And this is just biblically speaking and only speaking from a biblical point of view, because I don't believe in anything else, but the Bible and the God, the heavenly, sorry, the biblical God. So I think I've already said it, but from this point forward, assume everything I'm saying is biblical. Um, that's it. So I had those questions, but those questions never had answers for me. Now I know some of the answers, but those questions never had answers for me. Um, and so I was in pursuit of that so that those questions can get the answers that are adequate and satisfactory to me. I think that it was very important for me to be having those conversations and talks with myself in pursuit of truth for myself because I believe it has led me to this point. But I think along the way has been moments that have either made or bro broke me made I was about to say breaked me made or broke me and in that I would my faith would be so high and then so when you know I've been broken and I've been disappointed my faith would be so low so it was genuinely up and down um and I think when you found, find the truth, your faith is not supposed to be up and down. Your faith is just supposed to remain through anything. You're meant to be faithful and have faith and trust that God will see you through. And I think that's the part that a lot of people find difficult and I was finding difficult, but I think it's because I didn't understand God. Um, I didn't understand God, but because I was seeking God, I think I found God. And now I think I can say um with chest that I understand what I need to understand so far about God and I know that that sounds like a cop-out but it's just the truth yeah well yeah again so far from what I've come what I've learned realized da, 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 I understand what I is adequate enough for me to understand about God and already I understand that God is like 
whatever it is that you believe or don't believe, God will still be God. <laughs> it's 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 one of those things. Um, whether you say God is real or not, God will still be. Um, whether you mock God or not, God will still be. Whether you believe in him or not, God will still be. So it's one of those things where if God is God, then it really doesn't matter whether you buy into the idea of God or not, um, or whether you want to find out or not, God will remain God. I think along the way, like I was saying, some things have happened that have led me to this point, but I think I think where I've seen God um, the most in my life has been through my daughter. Now, some people know this story and other people don't know the story of just how the situation has played out, but um, without saying too many details, because I assume one day she's going to listen to this and tell all her friends about it. <laughs> tell all the whatever generation she is, tell everybody about it when they're old enough to listen to this. Um, so, you know, without saying anything too deep, but when I got pregnant with Olivia, it was out of wedlock. So already biblically, culturally, I was done out, done out. You understand? <laughs> so, you know, certain things were said, certain things were prompted that was going to lead to something else being an outcome. But I got to the point where I um, I was admitted in hospital um, because I couldn't keep anything down. I had that severe morning sickness. I won't even bother to try and pronounce the proper name for it. But I was admitted in hospital and I was put on drips and I was admitted for a week. And, you know, the night, the first night that I went in there, I prayed for divine intervention because I had no idea, no idea what to do, how to feel. I was just so exhausted from everything, just hearing everything from everybody. I just needed divine intervention. And lo and behold, I saw God come through with the divine intervention, right? And thus I made the decision to keep my daughter. And so it was. <laughs> um, when I was making the decision to keep my daughter, it was under the mindset of I would be a single mom because that's what was I was led to believe at the time. Um, and I was going to do it by myself. And that was okay by me because that divine intervention, I didn't even realize it was that what I'd prayed for until until a bit later in my life. But that is the day kind of like I made the decision and that was it. I never looked back. Um, have the baby and, you know, providing for the baby, main carer for the baby, provider for the baby um, with some to minimal support in the financial area. Um, so I had made the thought, I had the thought um, that I wanted to move up north because that was going to be easier for me to... Um, be able to afford and support myself and a child um and you know I kind of communicated this with the other party and they said okay that sounds cool that's that that makes sense all on board and before I actually started looking for work up north so it was a bit you know a year later a year or so later um kind of had the same conversation remember that conversation we had I'm when I do it now cool 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 support you nothing's changed all good five months up and down looking for a job until I found finally landed a job and you know in my heart of hearts I'm here I'm doing this for my baby it's been agreed you know so I felt like I had everybody's blessing to relocate you understand you get it 
everybody's blessing <laughs> so um i get up here and i'm now things are being put in motion and what was once agreed you know the, the mind the mind has been changed the mind has been changed you know and now it's a, all those five months count for nothing all that time we spent communicating you wishing me luck you you supporting me along going oh you, you can do it you can do it <laughs> that I like next time all of that counted for nothing because you say um well the other party communicates I've changed my mind don't want this to happen anymore and then it became a little bit techy became a little bit techy because if you know family laws some people will be like well why don't you just take her right, right there and then because i probably would have been reported for kidnapping then i would have to return and the order no and i just didn't want that for my child so i thought right the best thing to do and this was me is to you know apply for court so we can get this resolved because this was agreed etc etc lo and behold i didn't even know what i was getting myself into because the british justice the british justice system has no haste so where something you could have applied for court today with a situation presenting one way by the time the court hearing is heard the present their situation presents a different way by the time you got final hearings because the courts seem to be a little bit understaffed and incompetent but understaffed is not an issue just incompetence or competence from what i've seen um before you know it you you are there's a whole new situation created and guess what they won't look at the whole situation in its entirety they would say what is the status quo <laughs> what is the current situation and then they go with that decision so you know as it happened you know you know there's a there was a whole process but to not bore you with the details the final decision was the child can't move anymore right the child can't move there's a status quo other bogus reasons that I, will, I shouldn't get into because I would just go on a rant about all kinds of things but only God knows why this decision was to be made in this way but it was made in this way but what came after for me personally was I was very crushed like I was very, very crushed. I was so mad at God. I was so angry. You know, the other party would say, oh, you know, she was so hostile towards me. It wasn't. Nope. It is what it is at the end of the day. You made up the lies in court and you said a lot of lies, but I've said my piece on that. So there is nothing else that you and me need to discuss when it comes to this. And there is no bitterness. My anger was towards God because I thought, was it not you? who said ask and it shall be given unto you i asked didn't i knock and the door will be opened i, I knocked didn't i so i'm feeling mad <laughs> fuming <laughs> and i would say that i lost my religion in that moment i lost my faith um during court i think i was leaning on god for strength and i remember saying to my colleague at work if it wasn't for God, I don't think I would continue with this. I think it's too tough, but I think God is what's keep push is pushing me through. And that's actually how I was feeling. So after when that was the final decision, I was so crushed beyond measure that outwardly, um, in terms of like how to proceed, my the barrister that I had, pro bono barrister, did a very good job, by the way. 
um, the barrister that I had was like, we can appeal this, but we had da 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 da. And I was just like, no, I don't want to hear any of it. Like, I want my child to be able to just experience a childhood, no matter how fragmented it is at the moment, but at least the best we can do is love her, etc., etc. I don't want my child to, to go through a court system for any much longer. I don't agree with the decision, but I don't need to fight it just because I don't agree with it. I can only explain it to my daughter and hope she understands. So that was my decision. I don't want to appeal it. But with God, I needed to appeal something. <laughs> I needed to appeal something. So I was appealing this with God. I was thinking, what is going on? I am so confused. Did you not see me fasting? Did you not see me like praying like the way I was praying? Did you not see me going to church and putting this as a prayer request? Did you, did you not see all of that? So I think my mindset was that transactional, conditional kind of, you know, God, if I pray enough, maybe you'll bless me. God, if I, maybe you, if maybe, 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 um, and look at me doing this thing, God, um, do you see the thing that I'm doing? And I had it all wrong basically at the time, but at the time it didn't make any sense that this was the outcome. It did it after everything, God, after the things that I was told and the thing, after all of that, this is the outcome. All I've done is love my child. All I've done is want to provide for my child. All I've done is wanted to give her a good life. Right. And actually between the two of us, I'm the one who believes in you. So what is this? I was so upset. And you know what? It brings tears to my eyes when I think about it, because it, that that is a moment that meant so much to me. Jesus, I'm actually crying. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Oh, yes. That moment meant so much to me. And I think because... I prayed for that divine intervention and he came through for me to have this child um, in such the way how it happened. Though to me, there was no doubt that that was God's way of saying, yes, keep this kid. Like, yo, it's hard, it's tough, but bro, it's going to be okay. And I think that's things that I've lacked over time in my life is just giving it to God and praying about it because eventually he will come through. But with this particular one, 
I felt crushed, but I think there's a lesson to be learned in there of um, God's love or God's blessings aren't transactional. There's nothing that you can say or there's no in there you, there's not enough petitions you can say for God to notice you. You know what I mean? Like he just seeks an earnest heart. You know what I mean? I think when I prayed that I need divine intervention, I, I genuinely was throwing my all to him because I had nowhere else to go. So there was no transaction. I just needed God to come through. But then I think when I was praying for court, yes, there was the part where I just needed God to come through. But then there was also the aspect of, you know, I genuinely thought that he wouldn't bring me this far to leave me after everything he knows and everything that we, I know and the divine intervention and the lies that have been told and the truth and how we agreed for this to happen. And all of those things just kept, kept on playing over and over in my head until the point where I said, no, 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 no. It doesn't make any sense to me. I can't make any sense of it. And therefore, this is where I'm at. And I'm going to accept this position that I'm at, God, because I can't move past it myself. So I need it to make sense. Right? Over time, you may reveal to me, and I hope my eyes are ever opened enough so I can know it, but I need this to make sense, and I want you to reveal to me. And that's sincerely the things that I was saying to God. I was not happy not happy um and from that as well i kind of like had other quarrels that i had with god <laughs> i said furthermore while i'm here <laughs> i don't think I, I don't hold it against me when i don't pray i no longer seek to pray this is my prayer is these things and i gave it to god and then over time i would you know i i just had no desire to go to church i had no desire to read the bible i had no desire to pray even on a saturday i had no desire to log on youtube and stream a service and actually pay attention i would put a service on to stream just for the formalities but then i'll be scrolling through my phone until the point i even thought what is the point <laughs> i'm not enjoying it i'm i'm mad um so yeah, I just gave it all to God and I kept on giving it. I just kept on giving it all to God. Any question that I had that I thought was too tough for, for me to answer, I'd go, God, you answer it. Every single conviction that I had of, is this a sin or not? Because I have those thoughts. Is this a sin or not? Um, when I don't know how to answer, I'd give it to God. God, you make sense of it. And you tell me if it's a sin or not. And, you know, throughout this whole process, I obviously have forgotten my desire to even know God, but I'm basically speaking to him saying i want to understand revealed to me and then at the same time i'm going i don't know what my purpose is i don't know why i'm here why i'm on this planet these are real conversations that i was having with dalu and i know i've spoken about me being on the rug and just breaking down and nowhere going i don't know what my passions are i don't know and what my per the conversation was a lot deeper obviously because I, <laughs> I can't tell you word for word and reveal everything that was spoken about but I was basically saying to him that nothing is pleasing me, is pleasuring me, right? Um, maybe it's a an increase of my salary at work. Maybe it's this, maybe it's that. Um, every single time I discover something about myself, I became a bigger mystery to myself. But yeah, so I still wasn't feeling too satisfied. Um, by too satisfied, obviously, the things that, I got, I suppose, appeased me, but I still wasn't feeling like I knew what it is that I stood for in life. 
I'll just be honest, who is Tawonga? I didn't know that. Um, and at the same time, like I was saying, <laughs> who are you, God? But something started happening. Every single time I would look outside, every single time I'd look up in the sky, um, something would happen where the words of, the, the idea or the thought of, these things would not exist if it wasn't for a creator of some sort kept on coming to my mind because I've been open to many ideas of how we've come about many ideas. I've heard different people's um, ideas on how we came to be about. I think the one that opposes creation story the most biblically is evolution and yeah, no, the more I considered evolution against of what it is that I've been taught, the more I looked at nature in wonder and in awe, because I just thought, who but a creator could create this, you know, if it was such a random thing, a random event, everything would be pretty random, but we talk about ecosystems and we talk about everything having its own perfect balance. That doesn't sound random to me. A perfect balance doesn't sound very much random. I think it sounds intentional. Um, then I would consider the skies like, you know, space and how earth, where we are and how they're looking for other Goldilocks planets and where, and I started thinking deeply about what that means. If they were to find a Goldilocks planet, no one would be able to go and inhabit it. It's impossible. <laughs> then I thought more about why that is. And every single time I would ask these questions, I would just keep coming back to the thought of surely there's a creator, Right. And every time I would come to surely there's a creator, I would kind of like shake it out of my head, but it would come with a lot of guilt or conviction about certain behaviors that I was doing in my life, you know, certain lifestyle choices. Um, but I didn't do anything about it. You know what I mean? I didn't do anything about it. I just carried on living the way I was living. But every single time I would do it the voice of this isn't right would get a bit louder and louder to me especially when I compare it to every single time I would look up this guy and I would think surely there's a creator so every single time that happened um it just I, it came more and more and now I started saying God exists God is real God exists God is real and that's all I could say to myself every single time I would hear the rainfall hear the wind howl and all the unseen things that happen or the unexplainable things that happen everything I would just be like God is real you know and with that thought now comes the other side of okay god is real that means the devil is real so i started thinking about that but not in so much depth but just thinking about the evils of the world it's no secret i listen to true crime but every single time i listen to true crime it's like i become a little bit desensitized because it's just the norm now you know and it's it's strange that somebody would become desensitized to some things things that are so shocking. They are very shocking. Murder is very shocking. If it was to happen to any of my neighbor or my family, or if I was to be murdered, people would be shocked by that, right? But when I listen to this true crime, I just think this, 
Like, it's so normal. Do you know how many true crime podcasts there are? Many. Do you know how many episodes they've got amongst themselves? Many. And that's not even the half of it. They haven't even scratched the surface. So whenever I considered things like this, I would consider exactly how evil this world is and why some people have been killed and the reasons. And I would sometimes think, are you for real? Then I would deep more and more that there is evil. There is a definite, definitive evil that is undeniable that roams earth, right? And this evil manifests in so many different ways. And those many different ways are called sins. And so to me, the Bible started making more sense, even though I wasn't reading, but it was making a lot more sense. And then from that, I still wasn't understanding who God was. I still wasn't getting it. But I would look at the sky and acknowledge God. You know, I would look at my daughter and I would say to myself, wow, only God you understand? I would consider the times where probably I nearly, well, you know, I started being more in tune with the life I was living, where I would be driving and something dangerous happens. And I will think that could have been much worse, right? And I know we all toy around with the idea of guardian angels, but biblically, biblically, we do have guardian angels. So I just say to myself, bro, I was protected in that moment. Nothing is through my own efforts, but I still was not getting it. I still was not getting it. Um, but I would just carry on deepening it, deepening it, deepening it until one day, and I can't even pinpoint the day. Like, pff, it just clicked. It just clicked. I don't know what I was doing. I don't know what I was watching. I don't know who I was with. I don't know what, I don't think I was with anybody, but I don't know what was happening, but it just clicked. Um, and the clicking to me was, and this is the things that I said to myself or the things that came in my mind. So I don't know. I was even saying, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but these are the thoughts that I had, right? If God exists, right and god has created this whole planet and god exists somewhere outside of time and everything that god does if i believe in god anyway which is again the journey that i'd been on and i was saying god exists god is this um and this god exists outside of time it means this is a very powerful being okay and all my life, I've had issue or quarrel with what the Bible writes, the rules, the laws and the order of God. I've had a little bit of issue in that. But on this particular day, I said to myself, so if that's the case, then who am I to question God? <laughs> right? And that was my thought to myself. Then I said to myself, huh, I think we question God because we don't understand God. And then the verse that came to my mind is a verse that says in the Bible, for all have sinned and fallen, all, by the way, for all have sinned, right? And fallen short of the glory of God. So now in my mind, it it, honestly, it just clicked like, bam, okay, okay, because of the state of sin, 
right? Again, if I believe in the creation story, then I believe with, in everything that comes with it. Because of the state of sin, because the woman ate of the fruit, by the way, it's not an apple, it's just a fruit. We don't know what fruit it was, but it doesn't matter. Because the woman ate of the fruit, these are the consequences of sin. And not being able to hear God or understand God is, is such a consequence, right? Because we were created in such a way where we were able to talk with God straight uh, face to face. And I know this sounds all mystical and fantastical, whatever you may, but this, um, these are my beliefs. And because of that, the glory of God has kind of like been taken from us. And because of that, we're unable to see God the way he's meant to be seen and to understand God because he's beyond human comprehension, really, unless obviously you seek God, um, so now everything that I have been reading about the knock and it shall be open, seek and you shall find, that kind of makes sense now because it's not for any of my personal glory. So if I knock, but I'm looking for it to be my glory, for example, I'm like, God, look at me, I'm praying, give me the child and the child is given. That would be my glory. I would say, thank God. Oh, it's only God. But I wouldn't really mean that. <laughs> I'll be honest I wouldn't have meant that because I would have considered everything that I did to fight to get this child <laughs> I wouldn't have even considered that my prayers have well and truly been answered so all of that just started clicking and making sense to me to be like okay in any event God is God no he doesn't seek your worship in terms of like um this is another thing that I used to have an issue on. I used to think, so, oh, God is worship, wants his worship then. So he's a little bit big-headed, a little bit conceited. But that's not, that's not it, okay? The worship is natural. But the worship comes from a point of where you understand who God is. You understand how God works. And you want to be in fellowship with him. God is quite tender and he's loving and he's caring and all them things there. But just like you can't start any new role, as you can't ever join a company that doesn't have its own rules, regulations and policies, in-house ones, such, just think of God a little bit like that. Not like he's a company, just, just think. God does, is patient, is loving, is caring and always nurturing and all them things there, but does, God does come with his own policies and those policies you've got to adhere to. If you choose not to, that's cool. There is free will and the free will is, right? You choose to follow God or you choose not to follow God. And from that, the things that come with that is that practicing your free will. I hope I'm making sense. So if I choose not to follow God, immediately I've chosen to follow the devil. There is no in-between of, oh, I'm just in-between. I'm just in the deciding phase. If, if you don't explicitly choose to follow God, you're lukewarm. And if you read the Bible and if you ever, ever, ever join me in future episodes, I hope you do. We can cover this. Yeah, lukewarm isn't a very good spot to be. But because you're there, you're immediately on the devil's side and you can practice whatever free will you want because on the devil's side, there are consequences that come with deciding that path, right? There are things that come with it and deciding on God's side and saying, yes, I will follow God. They, there are things that come with it and how we make those decisions is just through choices, 
okay, through choices. And the choices, how do we make these choices? Against God's rules, policies, law, order, regulation, i.e. the Ten Commandments. Is it easy to make the choices for the Ten Commandments? No, it's not. Oh, how do you, how does it become easier to wonder? By surrendering and seeking. By seeking God, let me say. Seeking God. And when you do find God, right, and God is speaking to you, acknowledge him and surrender because the rest is what is easy. It's not through your own strength. It's through God's strength. Um, and that's where I've come to my life. And that's, pardon me, and that's what I've realized. And it makes sense to me. It's 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 comfortable for me, as in like, it doesn't feel false to me. Um, and how can I say that? Because I have, I have found out, yeah? ask questions about other beliefs i have found i've sought it myself on the internet i've sought it myself by reading etc etc i've told myself many lies about how a relationship could work if i was to be dating a non-believer and all these things other people it does work but for me i don't see how it could anymore now i'm in this position anyway of um knowing what i know but that's how i found out some of the things that i know and that's how i'm here um, and I think when you do seek God, he will definitely, and you seek him earnestly anyway, like you actually desire to, he will reveal himself to you. Um, and you've just got to be ready to listen and willing to listen. Um, because what follows after, I think is a complete 180. And I'm sure, I know I am coming up across a bit, a little bit crazy, and some of the things that I say, but honestly, it's just, I think some of the things that I use, I used to set my mind upon were just so trivial and so pointless, um, very much pointless. Um, but yeah, um, it's just been a very eye-opening experience. The way I approach parenting now as well, it's very different. Um, the way I approach my relationship with Dalu is very different. It's like the way I re approach my relationship with my parents, my siblings, it's very different. Um, I think I've always, well, not I've always, I think for a long time now I've wanted to live kind of like in a vulnerable, authentic way of just, this is me. Like, this is my true feelings, my true emotions. Cause I actually have never known to be anything different to that. Um, I've never, I've always just communicated my feelings and spoke in my mind it's just I didn't know how to uh maybe land what it is I was trying to say before in a very nice way or in a more cushioned way but now I think I've learned the house <laughs> it's never the what it's never the what it's always the house so I think when I was younger I didn't know the the um how but now I think I know a little bit so ah uh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope you have, uh, for those who have stayed with me until this point, thank you so much. Um, I hope that this can resonate with somebody um, who is probably going through similar situations, similar battles where they think I am losing my faith. I would say that it's absolutely okay. Like I said, who am I to question God? I just meant in his whole being of like, why do you not bless me? Like things like that. But questioning God is good because you're genuinely seeking to know the truth and to know him. Um, and I think that's the only way you can have a personal relationship with God is by experiencing God. 
I don't know how else to say it. It sounds very cheesy, but it's the truth for me. To know God is to experience him firsthand. That's the only way you can actually witness about God is, is not through the testimonies, the things that you are victorious in. I think it's continuously having a testimony and how, how God comes through in your life. In small ways, in big ways, it's all a testimony. And I think even just being proud to speak about who God is in your life. That's a testimony in itself because it's not a popular, um, it's not a popular path to follow. It's not a popular opinion. And I think people who do passionately and candidly speak about God do sound crazy. I've been on the side that has listened to them and I'm thinking, you're crazy. You sound a bit mad. And I've got a faithful, faithful mother who everything she said to me, it's just God. And sometimes I've questioned, woman, are you all right? Like, <laughs> I know you got your faith, but are you okay? But she's right. <laughs> she's right. A lot of things, a lot of things by a lot. I mean, every, every single thing that happens on this planet, it's not without God's say so, like God, God's go ahead. So one can say, well, cancer. Yeah. But you also have to consider that's the consequences of sin. But if God says, no, cancer will not take this one. God will put that in place so that cancer doesn't take that person it's just god will be god how god he makes his decisions it's not for you to decide it's not for you to pick apart it's not but if you do pick it apart and you find that god is not just and you make that decision that's the only decision you can make whether god is just or not whether god is or not but whether you make the decision for God or against God, God will be God. So I, I personally choose God. Um, so moving forward, like I said, this is what it's going to be. I hope you can allow me the space to be myself and to speak freely. If you are a guest who decides to come on in the future, um, if anybody has got anything to say against the things that I'm saying you're welcome to do so will I read it I don't know maybe I will but your quarrel is not with me read your bible and have your quarrel with God you understand this is just my living experience of who God has revealed himself to be to me and I am happy in this space so if somebody thinks it's a delusion that's okay i'm happy in this space um if somebody thinks that um now that i believe in god suddenly you know i am the god that i describe the example of just this oppressive god then i'm okay in this space you've very much misunderstood everything that god represents but i'm okay in this space because if you do not understand me then I suppose it's not for me to explain myself to anybody besides for people if they've got the ears to listen to exactly what it is I'm saying. I, I think they will understand and it will be clear what it is I'm trying to communicate. And this is just along the way. So I hope you can continue to join me. I hope you can get to know me in this light because I think this is this is the real version of Tawonga. Um, the 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 one <laughs> I have found out who I am now I know my purpose now in this life um and I also am under the impression I know and I believe that this life is not forever it's going to end at some point it's very temporary so in any event whether that's the scientific end of the world where a star or whatever destroys us or whether that's God right 
it harms nobody for me to believe in God. But if you find that this has offended you and it has harmed you, your quarrel is with God. But if you are up for a healthy discussion, then come join me. Come and join me. Let's talk about it. But yeah, I'm so happy to be back. It's been so strange because I haven't recorded by myself for a little while because I was just feeling sickened with myself. It's just talking about things that just ugh, are not even important anymore. Um, so I was disgusted with myself. I didn't want to record. But now I was, I've recorded this. I feel very good about it. Um, I have been a little bit nervous to put it out because, again, I don't want to be misunderstood. But... <sighs> It is what it is. I can't help any of that. I really can't help any of that. Um, but yeah, quote, 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 quote. Um, I think the quote that has been just being recited or regurgitated to myself, I've been saying to myself over and over and that I keep saying to people is the truth is the truth. I'm sorry the episode is over, but please join me next week for another exciting journey. Goodbye, goodbye, bye, bye, bye. Have good vibes. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.